Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is X-Virgin, and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh and share all the best tips. Headphones in, because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. This is Meredith, my friend. Um, yeah, I think we met on on Twitter. Yeah, I and think it was because we were both like mutual friends with our friend Lauren yes. Spears. And yes. I guess we were just kind of like mutuals on Twitter. And then it was there was like a like a Halloween boat party. You were DJing and yes. you're like, is anyone going to this? I was like, I'm going to That's this. When we, actually, you know, that was actually the first time I met Lauren, too. She no, and I, I were, don't think she was at. Oh yeah, or, yeah, oh, yeah. Because we all hung there. out like afterward or something. Yeah, I don't think like, she was at the boat party. No, but we hung out after. I think yeah. that was actually the first time I met her because we were kind of internet friends too. Yeah, which I love because I feel like you and I are both internet people. Right. But yeah, I mean, it was funny because I feel like I just knew you as like a funny person on Twitter. Yeah. And then you know you have you do OnlyFans and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, oh. And you've done the stand-up comedy. Yeah. So, like, okay, I'm kind of, like, interested because I don't think we've ever really talked about that because, like, I know you're not really doing stand-up anymore, No, I haven't since, like, the pandemic. Right. I actually, like, kind of got thrown into it before I moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. seven years ago, like, literally summer seven years ago. And a year before that, I had met this guy, Todd Dorham, who's the nicest, kindest guy in comedy. We became friends, and he, like, had followed me on Twitter and stuff, and then he was like, you're so funny. You should really think about doing stand-up. And I was kind of like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. And then after I moved to L.A., he was then very like, you should do stand do up, it. do it, do it, do it. And I kept being like giving excuses, kind of. There was like one day he was like, hey, are you going to be in town on this one like Saturday night or something? And I was like, yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, he sends me back a flyer that has my fucking name on it. <laughs> and I was like, that's like the most man oh, thing ever. I <laughs> guess I do comedy now. He like didn't and, even yeah. ask consent. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. And then he was like, prepare five minutes. I was like, cool. What did you so, do? What was your fr- I'm so curious about this because so it's I, actually something I've always wanted yeah. to do. Not like be a professional. I just right. want, it's the only type of performance I've never done. Yeah. And I, I'm i so interested in it. So what like what did you do for your first time? Well, I, I mean. I kind of took like a few things that I'd written, like little jokes on Twitter and kind of fleshed them out as full jokes. Right. But it was like such a great room. And I still remember, I know super funny girl Gabby Lamb was on my first lineup ever. And I'm trying to think. There were a couple of people that were on my first lineup that like I am seeing them like thrive now. And it's really awesome. But yeah, it was kind of like 
some like sexual humor and then like talking about just moving to LA and like my first set ever, every single joke landed. It was like packed house, crushed it. And so then of course, like you get a little taste and you're like, oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) So yeah. Kind of like when you realize you're great at sucking dick. Right. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I should do this. (laughs) But yeah. And so then I like the next like few shows I did, I was, I got like booked on them. So I never had done a open mic ever right. until I'd been doing comedy for like a year. Wow. And then and, why, I remember you telling me, because I never got to make it out to one. I remember I was always yeah. touring and I was like so bummed because I'm like always want to support it. And I never got to make it to one. I will. I'll get you back into it just so I can go. <laughs> but like, I remember you telling me, this is like before we had ever met in person, I think. I just remember this like a conversation like yeah. on DMs or something. And you were just talking about how, you know, I mean, with the stigma and everything, yeah. I was kind of a struggle sometimes. There was just a lot of, I... This was and it kind of like coincided with towards like the pandemic right around like the pandemic. I got I had like several shows lined up. I had done one show at the comedy store before I had another one on the way and I was like getting some momentum. But then I sort of kind of noticed with like a couple of the shows that I got booked and things that I was like when it was a new booker, a new guy like host were ever booking me on the show, then they immediately were like, let's get drinks. Let's hang out. And then right. it was like, oh, you're booking me because you want to fuck me, not because you think I'm funny. Right. And it just like, okay, fine. But also like, you are funny. Right. <laughs> it, it was just like, I just felt like my, how good I was or my like actual work was being so undermined and so undervalued. And I was only getting, you know, booked on things because of that. And then it was just like, you would go to some of these shows or go to mics and stuff and like feel like you were in a room full of vultures. Right. Like, mm, who's the new hot chick at the whatever the fuck mic? Right. I just felt so gross. And you're not making any fucking money. Right. And you're in a comedy club. You know, when I was like actually thinking like, oh, maybe I'll pursue this really. You know, you're in the clubs like several nights a week, drinking every night, being, or even if it wasn't drinking, I'm out every night. And it just wasn't like really adding value to my life. Right. And whenever pandemic hit and shows stopped, I realized like how much better I felt all the time. (laughs) And I was like, wait, I'm a lot happier not stressing out about this thing that I'm not making any money doing. Right. And that's not making you feel good. Right. And that I don't actually see as like some kind of long-term career. Because when it came to stand-up, like I had never planned to be some, like a comedy writer. Right. I didn't the other things that stand-up generally leads to were not things that I cared necessarily about doing. So it was kind of like, what is the point here? Right. I know so. you kind of have your outlet still. I mean, like with yeah, Twitter and like absolutely. Instagram, like I, your stories are my favorite. I still get to make people <laughs> laugh. Literally follow her. So, <laughs> I was dying at the one you posted the other day. You're like, I just want to have like raw sex. Oh. <laughs> stare into your eyes and you tell me how beautiful I am but like just, just as, friends. as a friend I, so I, I, post, I reposted that and I had a couple different like you know kind of like friends of benefits people yeah. just uh, like respond like eye roll emojis <laughs> and I was like well this isn't about you right <laughs> no no this is not about you I promise I promise you're different when I guess that's kind of what I was saying about like the dark feminine energy is like that kind of like you're you're taking like control and you're like, I don't know, it, that that kind of energy yeah. of being like, I want you to stare into my eyes. I want to yeah. have that connection, but it doesn't mean I have to love you, but I'm still building that connection. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a, I feel like you and I both kind of have that. Like we yeah. want that intensity. 
Yeah. Sex is way better that way. Right. But it doesn't. And I think like a lot of times men don't get it where they're like, oh, you know, if I do this, it makes she's going to think I want to be her boyfriend. I'm like, no, babe, <laughs> let's I'll let you know if I want you to be my boyfriend or not. And we have not gotten there. So yeah. <laughs> like, let's relax about everything. Yeah, absolutely do not want that. Like, I want the people that I have sex with to care about me, mm-hmm. but they don't need to care about me romantically. Right. You know? Right, exactly. You want respect. Yeah. Always. That's why I feel like that's a that's why I love like a friends with benefits kind of vibe. Yeah. Like I don't want to have like a one night stand necessarily. Right. The guy's not really gonna know what you like. Exactly. He doesn't really give a shit about you. He's just trying to get off. We have mutual respect. I like hanging out with you. I like mm-hmm. spending time with you. But it doesn't mean I want to get married or date or see you every day. Yeah. But you know, there's still that kind of love and care there. And I think like that's something like sex workers specifically, like sex workers who really love their job and who are really good at their mm-hmm. job really understand because that's something like you know in porn I think that's one reason why I was successful is because I can feel intimacy with people right really easily even if I don't really have that intimacy but I can get there Mm -hmm. and you can kind of have that like you know like really intense thing but then at the end of the day we'd be like you know you know their families I maybe have met their kids maybe I was holding their baby before you know whatever, <laughs> right, you know, whatever. Yeah. and you're just like hey like that was great like right. high five <laughs> yeah. see you in two weeks you know like, right. it's not like you're texting anything like that and I, a lot of people like you know can't do that they cannot mm-hmm. some people can't get that intimacy at all or they can only get it with someone that they're like super involved with and it's kind of it's kind of a skill I don't yeah. And I, like, yeah, I completely get it, too, when somebody like can only feel like that with someone they're in love with or whatever. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. It's fair. I mean, everyone's allowed to have their own yeah. you know, thing. But yeah, I mean, I think that you can have that level of like care and trust and intimacy with somebody who's your friend, too. Right. right. Which also, I think, in a non-sexual way, goes into platonic friendships that aren't sexual at all. Like you can have like the closeness and in, in intimacy with your friends. Right. You know, without it being a romantic relationship. Well, like when people say like, okay, like men and women can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. And I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. funny because we're both such sexual people that could have incredible sex with our friends. Right. But then I can also have a guy friend that there's absolutely zero. Exactly. Or sometimes you might have sex with them one time and then you're fine after yeah. that. But there's that level of love. Some mm-hmm. kind of love there, right? Totally. And it's totally. like, it doesn't, it could be sex sometimes. And I had a a guy I used to hook up with, you know, years and years ago before I like met the guy I'm dating. And then we kind of like, I, I didn't really think he liked me that much. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought he was, just, you know, we were just having, and it was just kind of meh to me. But so we stopped hooking up before I ever met like my current guy. But me and this guy ended up staying friends yeah. for like eight years. And I was like, oh, but because we've had sex, right? It's like this like kind of like deeper intimacy, but we were just straight platonic friends yeah. for eight years. You know, it's like, oh, I thought before you were just inviting me over because you were just like, oh, she's easy. Right, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you genuinely, like, and then oh, like, you like we'd me. go out to dinner, we'd go smoke weed at his house. He never tried anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you actually like hanging out with me. That's what I'm looking for. You right. know, like, that's what I want. Like, do we actually enjoy each other's company? You know? Totally. So question. Okay, so... You came out here, you were doing comedy, but Mm. like you came out here to do OnlyFans, right? Well, no, I actually, so when I moved out here, I was working for breweries. I worked in the beer industry for like six and a half years. I did sales sales. uh, sales for like craft breweries. Okay. And I had wanted to move out here anyway. Like, where are you from? Texas. uh, Yeah, I grew up in Austin. I had wanted to move out here for a while 
And I got a job offer with an East Coast brewery that wanted a sales rep out here. It was kind of just the catalyst like to get me out here. But at the same time, my like Instagram, my original one, RIP the Meredith, it was like a <laughs> meme account started to grow. I started to get a couple of like ad things on there. And I just started to kind of build this little following. And it was like, okay, I can figure this out. So once I started to like get a little bit of following and started to figure out like, like on Snapchat and stuff that guys would pay me $25 to see a picture <laughs> of my tits. I was like, yeah, I can figure this out. <laughs> so I started doing that. I mean, I've, I've been full time just working for myself for about six and a half years. And it started out in the DMs on like Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram turned into like a premium snap. And then once OnlyFans came on the scene, I was like in it. So you were basically doing things you love, like being funny, yeah, making exactly. memes. But then guys are like, she's hot and has big right. tits. So I was like, <laughs> well, we can monetize this. Also, yeah. it's one of those things that I'm like thinking about how many guys have seen my tits for free. Right. Like, <laughs> sure. Right. No, <laughs> you know? I, no, I feel like and also realizing that you can make money off something like that. Like, I, like when I first shot a porn, I remember I was like, oh, like, this is like money. And this, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. And I'm doing this for free all the time anyway. <laughs> right, like, why right. would I not just like <laughs> right. do this for money? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So it, like, so it's, you came out here for that, but then you transitioned to that. So tell me about like, okay, you have a kid. Mm -hmm. How old yeah. is he? He yeah. is 16. He's 16. Yeah. So that's okay. I've asked so many of my friends in the adult business, like, you know, so he was what, 10? Yeah. When you started. Mm -hmm. And I, most of the people that I know, they've, you know, they had their kids while they were in the business. Mm -hmm. So they've had their entire lifetimes. And I remember like one of the a porn star couple that I know, like very OG, have been around for decades. I asked them once, like, you know, how are you like preparing your, mm -hmm. they have twin boys. How are you preparing your, they're only like eight at the time. They have no idea. And I remember the mom, she told me just like, she said, you know, we just tell them like, you know, your dad and I make movies for adults. You know, they kind of like yeah. tell them like, but she's like, we're just raising them to like, kind of think outside the box. And I, cause I was always so scared about having children and having to explain that. Right. How do I explain this to a teenage like son or whatever? Cause you know, at some point they're going to see it. And now obviously things are different. Mm -hmm. So many people are doing it, but I'm just so curious, like what everyone's approach is like how, when you first got into it, did you start then? Or did it start before you ever knew just by how you raised him? You know, I don't know. I'm so curious. We, about this. So when I first kind of started, it was still very like secretive. And so I kind of waited to really have a conversation about it. And then as he got a little older and when he finally when I finally allowed him to have social media. So I right. didn't allow him to have any social media until he was like 13. And so when he did, I was like, OK, you know that I have Instagram followers, you know, right. like that kind of thing. And we talked about kind of the influencer thing. Right. And so we went there and I was like, you know, we've always had a very, we had like the sex talk when he was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11. And we've done little check-ins every couple of years. Like, hey, where are we at, dude? Right. And, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like the parent that he talks to about that right. stuff. Because I've always been very open and kind of letting him know like, hey, this is all really normal and fine. As it kind of, as my, you know, presence was, especially with OnlyFans specifically, started to grow. I, you know, was just kind of really honest with him about it. And like, it kind of came like in an organic way. but it's funny because like teenagers are really cool now. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I'm thinking back when I'm in high school, if I found, you know, found, somebody found out like my mom did porn or something that would be humiliating. Right. Now 
like he gets girls because of it. Yeah. They're like, your mom is so cool and pretty. Can we meet her? Right. Like it's so such a different like world. Right. So it hasn't really been that big of a deal. Right. And because of that, we've been able to have some really great conversations about just bodily autonomy and sexuality. And when he starts, you know, being sexually active consent and like, you know, adults being able to do whatever they want with their bodies and things right. like that. And so like, it's kind of just opened the door for some better conversations. And now he's like this very, very progressive minded, right. cool kid. You're like you know? making like society better. Yeah. You're making men better. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I always think about all my friends who have kids who've done any kind of sex work, whether it's porn, just, you know, some OnlyFans, whatever, like dancing, whatever it is. I feel like all of them have this incredibly just progressive you know, healthy outlook on yeah. sex. And I know that they're putting that on their kids. And I'm like, this is like so good for society. Whereas totally. back in like, you know, the day, like if you're like a 70s porn star, oh my God, I can only imagine explaining to your like, you know, 15 year old kid in like the 90s. Oh yeah. You know, like, I and mean, they're like, why can you imagine nightmare. going to school? Oh nightmare. my God. Terrible. Absolutely. But also like, God bless those women because like, I mean they paved the way. They paved the way for, for everybody like else. Us. Like, <laughs> they had, they like, had a real like they, I mean, we wouldn't be here without them. You know, that's so awesome because I've always been so scared about having kids. I've yeah. never been someone who really wanted kids anyway, but I feel like I've always been so scared because yeah. I was like, how would I explain that? But you and everybody else, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I should have kids. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it's funny. I mean. Because also that kind of stuff is so open conversation, so open dialogue. And also when it comes to like drinking and drugs and anything, mm -hmm. he's like the most chill, innocent kid who's not having sex. He's not drinking. He's not Great. doing drugs. And I'm like, I'll like try to get him a sip of alcohol. And he's like, no, <laughs> he doesn't even want to. Because it's not forbidden. Right. Exactly. When things are like not taboo and not off limits, they're a lot less exciting to do when you're a teenager. Right. Because I think that's what you're trying to fight against. Yeah. That. You're trying you're to becoming rebel. an adult. Yeah. And you're and you're like, you know, your parents are telling you you're a child, but yeah. you don't feel like a child. Right. You know, you feel like I mean, think about it, like back in like, you know, hundreds and like thousands years ago you were 13 they were marrying you off you know right yeah so it's like you know they obviously have that kind of feeling of like I'm becoming an adult but we tell them they're children yeah hide all these things from them and it's so confusing when like you do not you in your body feel like you're an adult like you feel like this but you're constantly being told to like go against how you feel right 100%. So being able to just like explore who you are openly makes it a lot less like enticing to rebel and having someone to like talk to about it exactly that has this experience and that you can trust you don't feel I was watching on the plane the other day when I was flying back from New York like God are you there it's me Margaret yeah and it's the movie that they based on the book but it's so funny when she's uh there's this scene where she's like and I was just like you know the end of the flight I just knew I wasn't gonna finish it and I needed right. some feel-good vibes <laughs> yeah. so this, like, coming of age story but she's uh, got to ask her mom for like a bra and she doesn't really need a bra, but it's like all the girls are like, you right. got to be wearing a bra, but she doesn't really need one. And just like, she's so embarrassed, you know, and obviously yeah. that book and the movie are set in a, like a, you know, a couple decades ago. And it's that kind of like, oh, she's so embarrassed to ask her mom for right. this bra, right? And like now, and it's so cool that people don't have, like, I'm like, wow, yeah. I never, I remember just being like, I think I need a 
Bro, <laughs> I remember you started like singing yeah, like, a little like, bit into my little yeah. guitar when I go to dance class. I was like, "Do I need something?" I wanted a bra. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, I know you can't tell now, but I was a late bloomer. I didn't. Really? I was like an A cup till I was like seventeen, oh and it was all of the sudden I had yeah. these giant boobs. But I remember like being like the last girl in my class to get boobs, the last girl to get her period. And I like wanted a bra. I wanted, I was like, I want to be a woman. <laughs> that's, a, that's so you much know? of that movie is about. It's really cute. Cause now obviously I'm like in my thirties. So, you know, I haven't thought about that stuff in a long time, but she's kind of going through that whole situation of being like, you know, her friends are getting their periods and she's mm. not getting it yet. And um, there's like, she's so upset because she's, well, you know, she's, there's four friends. Two of them have already got their periods. And she's like, oh my God, I don't have boobs. I don't have my periods. I want to be a <laughs> yeah, woman. Yeah. But then she's with her one friend when the third one, when she gets her period and look, she's this girl's terrified. You know, they're probably right. like 12, 13 years old and she's crying. They're out to dinner and she's like, please give my mom. She's kind of <laughs> yeah. panicking, you know, because yeah. it was so overwhelming and terrifying for her. And now she's looking at going, oh, my God, do I actually want this? Right. You know, And of <laughs> yeah. course, the moms are saying, are you sure you want a bra? Like, we actually hate these. <laughs> right, right. Like all of the things that I think back that I'm like, I want this, I want you this. And that. now I'm like, I don't I couldn't even tell you the last time I wore a bra that wasn't a sports bra. <laughs> like, 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 I, really, I, 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 I don't. I, I mean, I wore this little sticky bra today. The last I mean, I wanted I wanted braces. I, remember, I wanted I braces and glasses. Too. But, I did, too. Like I wanted them so bad. Or did you ever take like the gum wrapper, like or a paper clip, like a retainer? (laughs) And I think it's because it's like because it's whatever, and it's it's because you're you know you're going through this whole like who am I? Yeah. When you see a bunch of your friends have it, then you feel like you're not normal because you Mm. don't have it. Then you actually get braces, and you're like, like this is horrible. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's all. (laughs) You just like want to grow up. Yeah, yeah. you're you're in such a hurry to grow up. Yes. That, and then once you are a grown up, you're like, you're like oh, oh my God, remember how great my skin was? Vital, <laughs> vital mistake. <laughs> grown up is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I, well, I feel like with my parents, they were very, you know, I grew up in the South, so we were like, we didn't talk about sex necessarily mm-hmm. so much. I mean, like when I asked questions, my parents answered, but obviously completely different experience yeah. from like having you as a mom, right? So like, but they were... It never, I was never made to feel shame about sex. Yeah. I will say that. And that's like something I took for granted for a long time and not until I was much older that I realized, oh my God, like, and it's not that I like had these deep talks right. about sex with my mom. It's just that they told me what it was. If I had a question, you know, they never shamed me. My mom was never like grilling me. Like when I had my first boyfriend in right. high school, she, you know, made that like kind of comment, like, you know, like, hope you're using condoms. Right? <laughs> That oh was God. like the extent of it, but it was never like, you better not be having sex with that boy, yeah. you know? But my parents were like, they don't drink because mm-hmm. they both had alcoholic parents. And so that was always something that was really restricted in our house mm. because they're worried about, you know, the hereditary kind sure. of alcoholism and stuff like that. And so that was for me, like, I remember like, I knew about sex from a young age and obviously I'm a very sexual person, but I I remember like <laughs> my... I never wanted to like have sex until it was with someone that I really cared about. Yeah. And I'm like my first boyfriend. Like I was like, okay, like I like, all right, this guy's hot. Like it was in high school, you know, I was like, he's acceptable. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> he likes me. Right. And it was like, you know, it was like, but I was just like, okay, this like I knew that like I didn't want to just have sex with some guy that then I'd see in the hallways in high school right. and he wouldn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to feel like that. I wanted it to be like my first kiss was like I waited for all these things with sex. And I was always very big on my bodily autonomy mm-hmm. because I didn't feel 
like they were denied from me. Yeah. And so I wanted them to be perfect. But with drinking, because that was the thing that was restricted for me, that was the thing that I was like, where, the wall. yeah, where yeah. can we like, where can we get the alcohol? Like, you know, like yeah. I wanted to get like super fucked up. And so it's interesting because it's like I was very good with like all like my early sex things were just like, all right, like I've been dating this guy for a year. He cares about me. Right. I feel like I might be ready for this. Never was like talked into it, you know, with like in the early times. I mean, obviously later in life. More it sure. <laughs> but <laughs> we've all been. I learned about sex. I went to Catholic school. Oh, OK. Well, so, that explains a lot. <laughs> but I know it does. It's like the most cliche thing that exists. But I went to like a really cool, like liberal Catholic school where okay. like I had like an out lesbian as one of my teachers. Like it, it was uh -oh. a really interesting school. It was in Austin. So right. it's like kind of fake Texas. <laughs> but my parents, there was never any like shame surrounding sex. We just didn't talk about it. Right. But the way I learned about sex was we had we did sex ed in like our science class, like combined with religion class. So we learned the biology of it. I knew exactly what the biological like purpose and all of that for sex was none of the pleasure based stuff, obviously, but like I know knew how you get pregnant. But we learned about it in these books called The Wonder of Me. And they had like smiley faces drawn on the little like sperms and eggs. <laughs> and they were so like it's like forever emblazoned, like core memory. <laughs> but I genuinely 100 percent believe that every time you have sex, you get pregnant. Yeah. Like until I was like 15, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm for sure not going to do that. Yeah. That sounds awful. You're like, I'm not ready for right. a baby. I was like, yeah, I mean, to be fair, kept me from having sex yeah, for right. a That's while. That's actually not like there's no That's shame. Terrible. Just a little bit of fear. Right. I don't know, maybe <laughs> it's not too bad, <laughs> you know. But then as soon as I realized that wasn't true, I had a boyfriend in high school and I was like, oh, no, 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 we're going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he chickened out, though. Yeah. He didn't. He wouldn't do it. And so I, I was so... Like, I remember going, like, graduating high school, going to College of Virgin, and I was so pissed about you it. You went to College of Virgin? Yeah. And I was so pissed because I wanted to be a slut in college. <laughs> and so my first semester, like, I met this guy that we started, like, we would, like, do mouth stuff. And finally, <laughs> it's, like, the end of the first semester. I had just turned 18 because I was, like, a year younger than everyone, too. And I was like, listen, I just need to get this out of the way yeah. <laughs> so we can, I can have a good time in college you want to, can we do this? And he was like, okay. <laughs> so, this was like a friend? Or, yeah, okay, he was yeah, like yeah, a friend yeah. that I would hook up with sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, but you were just doing, you had not yeah, had sex. We hadn't okay, had okay, sex okay. Yet. But he, we, and this will like obviously show my age, we went and saw Eight Mile in the theater <laughs> and we snuck in Smirnoff Ices <laughs> and then went back to his dorm room and had like a couple more Smirnoffs and he put on Dave Matthews band. <laughs> so, Classic. Yeah. So crash into me is yeah. what I lost my virginity to. It was so not enjoyable at all because what I didn't know, I'd only ever seen like one other penis before. So I had no real gauge on how big they usually are. Right. Don't lose your virginity to a guy with a massive horse <laughs> cock because that's what I did. And it was so painful. And so bad. And of course, he like, like a few minutes, he's like, did you come? And I'm like, yeah. And then he put on Family Guy. <laughs> it's funny because like later on in life, you'd probably be like, oh my God, like this guy is like, I love this thing. Yeah. Like your first time, time. You want to lose it to someone pretty average. Right, like a, a normal size. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's terrifying. I remember my 
I remember my friend in high school, her mom was like, we would always go to her house to like drink and stuff. I mean, her mom was so cool. They were like definitely, you know, I live in this very suburban Stepford Housewives. They definitely were not that. Her mom would smoke Mm -hmm. cigs in the house and shit. She would let us, we'd go over there, play DDR and like drink Smirnoff Ices. She'd let us have boys over sometimes. But it was like, honestly, I think it was kind of like, it was so different from what my parents Mm -hmm. would have allowed. But Her mom was always there and it was like, it wasn't like people were just like going crazy. Like I never got like super fucked up there. It was just like a little drinking, maybe like kissing a boy on the couch, playing some DDR, which I thought was a very safe environment for us to kind of explore that. But I remember like one night was just us girls over there and her mom was like smoking their house just smelled like cigarettes all the time which is wild because I lived in this like Stepford housewife you know no one smokes cigs and her mom would tell us these wild stories and she was telling us about losing her virginity to a 13-inch stick and at this point that is so none, of us, none of us had ever had sex and it was funny I feel like at the time I was like didn't believe it but like looking back I'm like okay like maybe like she had no reason to lie it's like I don't know 13. she wasn't like right That's- I, that's too much dick. It was like, I, that's I don't too even, much penis. What is that? Like, this? I, don't, I don't have anywhere in me for that. That's, so are you, are you a size queen or like, what's no, your, I mean, not really. Like I, there's too much, you know, I like a solid, nice girth seven and a half is really, <laughs> that's like Goldilocks right there. Like, you know, <laughs> not too big. It's not too I've been small. with men that are very Just average great. that made me come every single time. Right. So it's really a skill issue. Right. I think that's like what most people would say. Yeah. But I know, I know some girls that are like, you know, totally. I was just on tour with Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. and she has a whole bit about like, you know, she likes the medium size yeah. dick. Yeah. She doesn't like the big dicks. But I feel like I'm kind of like go back and forth because I'm like, sometimes, sometimes the guys with the big dicks, they just like, they think that they don't need to like right. have any skill. They and just they just go like right ram in. you in yeah, your yeah. cervix and it hurts. Right. And you're like, Jesus, you know, yeah. but then uh, sometimes a guy with a small dick doesn't know what he's doing. That's terrible too. But I feel like sometimes I'm like, I kind of prefer a bigger dick, I mm. think, but it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. Right. I think the bottom line is so many men don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And that's not dick size, like, specific. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, you could have big, small. I remember when I was in college, I met this kid. I was, uh, I guess he wasn't a kid. He was a man. But he, like, took me back to his hotel room super high. And he, like, told me, like, hey, I have, like, probably the second smallest dick I've ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life. Not a micro penis. I've seen oh, one of I've those. I've seen a couple of micros. In the business, I saw one. Oh, I've um, seen them on IRL. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Shock. It was in the business. I was like, oh, my God. Um, But he told me before we're already hooking up, kind of like make it out. I was like, by the way, I have a really small dick. But, you know, it's like it's going to be good. You know, and I was like, well, I'm already here. <laughs> and then I saw it and I was like, why don't you just fuck me in the ass? <laughs> and it was really, really good. And I always think back on that. And I always like try to explain to you. I'm like, that was like, it was such a positive sexual encounter. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you make do with what you got. Right. I mean, no. you know, I always like, you know, when you make out, I always do the feel. Yeah. Through the pants. Yeah, yeah. There's a, if there's a certain size that I'll be like, oh, it depends on how into I, him I am. Right, yeah. Right? Like, if I'm really know, into a guy, I'm like, it's perfect. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, and I think that's like a, the thing that really, with women in general, it's like when it comes to anything. Yeah. If I'm really into you, I will overlook a lot of physical things. A lot things. of things. <laughs> physical things. Other things. Yeah. Literally oh, anything. Other things. Well, there there could be a thing that you'd be like, get the ick when any guy does yeah. it. And then like one guy does it and you're like, do I want to? 
have his babies. Really? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I, I, there's, it's, it's so mental for us. Yeah. You know, completely. So if people want to find you and look at her hilarious memes, I promise you, like literally, like, I mean, that's how I fell in love with you is from Twitter. And I love that you carry them over to Instagram. And I'm always also to even just the things you share that you don't write. I always be like, I feel like my story will be like a little bit of a reflection of yours because I'm like, I want to repost that too. <laughs> So people want to find you and see how funny you are and also, you know, give you money for your beautiful yeah. boobs. <laughs> um, so on Twitter and OnlyFans, The Meredith. The Meredith. And then on Instagram, Actually Meredith and Not Actually Meredith. <laughs> yeah. You always got to have the backup. Yeah, I've always got a bunch. So for the yeah. haters. Yeah, 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 for the haters, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And I'm definitely going to have you back so we can dive yeah. more into all this stuff because you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Let's go get fucked up. <laughs> thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X Version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More play and don't forget to leave a rating and review we're choosing random reviewers to send free womb play gifts to all the time until next time